help me walk another mile, just one more mile. I'm tired of walking all alone, and Lord, help me smile. Another smile, just one more smile. You know I just can't make it on my own. Never thought I needed help before. I thought. I could do things by myself. But now I know I just can't take it anymore. With a humble heart on bending knee, I'm asking your golden throne to me too lonely me I need to feel the touch of your tender hands remove the chains of darkness help me see Lord help me see just where I fit into your master plan. I never thought I needed help before. I thought that I could do things by myself. With a humble heart on bending knees, I'm asking please for help. Praise God. Come down from your golden throne to me, to lonely me. I need to feel the touch of your tender hand. Change of darkness, help me see, Lord, help me see just where I fit into your master plan. Praise God, praise God. I never thought I. that I could do things by myself. 
said, nothing's too big for him this morning. There is not a mother, sister, friend, or brother loves the way that Jesus can. He proved his love for me when he died on Calvary. He gave his life for fallen He'll give you direction. Let us repent with all of our hearts and be true unto God. Praise God. He's merciful. He loves us. He's given us direction through his word and who he is and his wonderful love. Praise his holy name. He's worthy of all of our praise. Looking for answers. You need a way out. You've been trapped in that trial. 
the sails are torn And I have fallen on my knees As I face the raging sea The anchor holds In spite of the Without you, hold. 
Uh, today I want to do something a little different. Uh, last week I talked about I talked about the seven seals that Jesus opened, starting in the sixth chapter. He opened up seven seals. All of that's talking about the end time things. But as I was reading this week, I began to realize when I look out at our children and the VBS still picture in my mind and I heard somebody say something to you, I believe it was Matthew, he said something to me about the children not being taught about God. And I'm talking, not talking about Sunday school. I'm talking about the classrooms. I'm talking about their schools. And when you look uh, around, if you take percentage-wise, they believe there's probably 85% of the kids in public schools, and they're not allowed to teach creation. They're not, they're not allowed to bring that out. They can bring out evolution. They can bring out big boom theories. They can bring out all kinds of things. But let me, let me tell you the way I feel like God said it to me. How can we as parents and people of God have faith for what's going to happen if we can't got faith for what did happen? And you know what? I look up into the sky and I realize, God, you made all things. Now, you know what? Our world don't believe that. It set last night, me and Shirley did, and I flipped on this channel and it was some kind of a history type program and had a young girl on there and she was probably no more than 35. Uh, I think that's young, but she was 35. She was supposed to be some kind of doctrine specialist on, uh, on how the world came about. And she was over in the Loch Ness area where they over in, Scotland or wherever it's at where the Loch Ness Monster is supposed to be. But she was explaining 60 million years ago how it happened. And I just, I, Shirley said, what are you listening to? I said, it's garbage. But I don't understand grown people with a big mind, an educated mind, the smarter they get, the dumber they get. My dad used to say it that way, and I'm sorry if that offends you, but to me, getting too educated for God, you're in trouble. If God did not put this down where we can understand it, we're in trouble. Don't ever get to where you think God needs corrected or God, you need to fill the gaps of what God has done. And I'm not trying to get on nobody's doctrine of any kind. I'm not trying to stir anything up. I want you to hear I want you to go back to, uh, to Genesis, the first chapter, and I'm going to read something, but I want you to hear it simply how God put it. If Doug, if he wrote it to me, he had to write it simple. And so when I read it, I got to read it with the understanding of a child's mind because I say this not in a bragging way. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself, but I probably never read three books in the whole time I was in school. Yeah, you say, how did you graduate? Well, <laughs> had a girlfriend that helped me a lot of time when I got older. And I kept checking out the same book every time I went to the library. Because it was a little kid's book and I already knew the story. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm not boasting that. That's, 
That's shameful. But I'm trying to tell you, if God was going to reach me, he had to reach way down. He had to reach down where I was at, where I know that I felt like I was, the older I got and the more educated people around me got, the dumber I felt, the more useless I felt. And when, they, uh, when I first started on the railroad, I thought, I may be the first guy to fail the test. I'll be kicked out the door. And I ended up doing fine. I got, went right through it, became an engineer for 38 years, ran trains. And you know what? I thought when they sent me to that college down in Atlanta, that college school for engineering, I thought I'm not in the right place. This is not me. But God helped me through it. God took care of me all my life. And I got to tell you, when I go back to reading his word, I can't add to or take away. I can't place things in their place because some educated man decided that's the way it ought to be. I'm sorry, that's where I get the difference in the science and all of the stuff that goes on with it. See, sometimes you got to understand God's going to do it his way whether you like it that way or not, whether it adds up to what the scientist says. Do you know how many times the scientists have changed their mind about how they test things? And I've always said to myself, and this is where my brain was, how could, if God can make a man, he didn't make a little, a little seed of a man and wait till it growed up. No, he made a man. And whatever that man was aged at, I don't know. If he put a tree there, he didn't put a little seed down and wait for the tree to grow up. No, he made the trees. He made the animals. And they were aged when he made them. Or if they, you would age them, you'd say, oh, well, they're obviously uh, 75 years old. You know, you guess whatever you want to, but the real truth is God does things his way, not your way. And if man keeps wanting to doubt God, listen to me, you will doubt him. And don't you understand something? The enemy wants you to doubt everything God says. How can we believe that God's coming back for his church if we can't believe he actually made the world and all things in it? How can we believe it? We have the Bible. We have things written down. They, they attack the way the Bible's written. They attack who wrote it. They attack the men that wrote it. They attack even the Holy Spirit that put it together. They don't like the way the Holy Spirit puts things together, so they reorganize it and make it another way. And I, I got to tell you something. I have a hard time when they went and took something out of place and then they built a book on it. I'm sorry. I have a hard time with that. Start off. I'm... I'm I'm skeptical of what they're saying. I don't care how famous it is. Okay. Go to Genesis, the first chapter. I want to read something. I'm going to keep this real simple, and I'm not going to be long. I'll try not to be long, okay? But it says, the first verse, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Now, it just says that, and it, you can take it for granted that God was before this and that he was the creator of all things or he is God and he's eternal and there is no place where it says God started. There's no place where it says God will stop. How many here's what I'm saying? God's eternal. 
He's not stuck in the time frame, but when he started making this, listen to me, he made in seven days. He made six days, he made the earth, and he rested on the seventh day. You know, it was God that said about the days. It was God. It was when Moses was given to what happened at the beginning, he was given for you and I to understand how God made all things. And I believe it's a 24-hour period. I can't help, but I don't see it no different, Bill. I cannot add to it, take away from it. It's a 24-hour day. But he says in the, first, in the second verse, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now what does that say to you? Number one, God made the, the heaven and the earth. The earth is there. It has no form. It's void. It has nothing in it. It has nothing that's, that's useless. It's void. But there's no form to it. I don't think Yellowstone and the mountains, uh, uh, Mount McKinley up in Alaska, I don't think none of these were sticking out of what God made. No, it had no form. you got to understand it's just a round ball. I guess it's a round ball because we've discovered that it's round. You go up in space and you look back, and when they went up in space and looked back, it's a round ball. But somewhere in there, God decided to form it and make it, and he set it up for you and I to live in. Hear what I'm saying. God made this. Scientists didn't make it. Man didn't make it. Man can try to understand it all he wants to, but number one, you're going to have to come back to the place of faith. I believe God. You just have to make up your mind. And if you can't get past that, all of the studying and all the books, I told this before, I went to a, I had one of the youth when we were a youth leader, asked me to go sing in a funeral for a lady that he had gone and helped take care of her. Went and got her groceries to one of our young people. And he had went and done this for months. Well, she died. He tried to talk to her about God, and he told me she don't want to hear it. And he kept going, but when she died, he wanted me to come down to uh, Denner Northside, the funeral home, the cemetery, Spring Grove Cemetery. Want me to go to Spring Grove Cemetery and sing How Great Thou Art? Well, I went down and I sung How Great Thou Art, and that boy got up. They asked if he would like to say something. He got up and he testified about God. Real simple. He said that God was his savior, God was his friend, and he told her about God. Outside of me and him, there wasn't a word mentioned about God. There wasn't a word mentioned about the gospel. There wasn't a word mentioned about salvation. There wasn't a word mentioned. Why? Because they didn't want nothing to do. All they wanted to talk about is all the books she had read. All of the books that she had obtained in her little mind. And I'm not picking at her. I'm not her judge at all. I'm not trying to put anybody down to, for reading books and being educated. But I'm trying to tell you something that we have to get a hold of this. We have to get a hold of who wrote it. We have to get a hold of what. And when they say who wrote it, it's the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit wrote it all. He's behind writing it. Every, he's part of God. It goes on to say, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
And then it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. What's he talking about? He's talking about the clouds. He's talking about the circulation of the water. We've seen this throughout our lifetime. We just take it for granted. The scientist can tell you why that happens. Oh, what wind it blows and, and how the, the things change and how the, the planets line up. And they've got into the stars and astrology and tell you why everything and what's going to happen in the future. And they think we should live by these things. But we don't live by these things. God set them up that this world can maintain, be maintained for you and I. God's the maintainer of all things. He's the one that put it there, and he's the one that makes it exist. And I can't, you know what? I believe, just like I said years ago about the dog, I believe just like the dog that shakes when he got fleas, this world's shaking because it's got fleas. It's got fleas of sin all around it. And God is trying his best to tell people to repent. It ain't this earth you're living for. You're living to go to be with him. He just set it up that you can have life that you may choose to find out whether I really believe God. And if you want to doubt him, you will. If you want to read between the lines and find something else there that, that you think is more important than the gospel, let me tell you what the enemy's doing. He wants to distract you from the very words of God. It'd be easy just to read each day and say, now just believe it, don't worry about it no more, just accept it, and everybody that comes against that is telling you a falsehood. I don't know what scientists know. I had a guy at work tell me, one guy saw, uh, we was down to the railroad and the lightning started, a thunderstorm was going through, and all of a sudden a great big rainbow came up over the top of the railroad there. And it, it started on the radio, hey, you see that rainbow? They all started hollering. And I looked out there and saw the rainbow. It was beautiful. And all of a sudden, somebody said, I don't know what the rainbow means. And I go, I know what it means. And it got hush quiet. Nobody said a word. And I told them about the token of God, what God had said. And I wasn't trying to be arrogant. But the next day, my friend, my friend come to me and start giving me all the scientific ways, reasons, the rainbow comes out. And I just looked at him. I said, buddy, I don't know what you're talking about. You might be super smart. You might have all that knowledge in your mind. But all I know is God said that rainbow, there's a reminder that I'll not flood the earth no more. You know what? I look at it like I'll just accept what God said. It ain't that I'm lazy or that I'm too lazy to read what they're saying. But I don't have to find out who draws them colors in the sky. I'm not so hung up that I got to waste my little bit of years here, my few breaths I got in this life, worrying about who made the rainbow. I'm not going to debate it, and I sure ain't going to stand somebody up next to God and say, compare it. You know what? God made it all. Okay. 
This firmament is like the sky. It's like the, when you look, and they, they, somebody said it the other day, sending them out in Montana. You go to Montana, and they call it the big sky. And why? Because you look, and as far as you can see, you see the sky all the way as far as you can see. And then you look this way, and you can see the sky as far as you can see. And they call it the big sky of Montana. And what it is, that is called the firmament or the expanse. It's what you see. It's an unbroken picture of what's above. But when me and you see, all we see is a big ark. And it's usually blue or got clouds in it or storms or whatever. But God made the firmament. He done that because he's put us in a protective place. Whether you know it or not, you're protected by the rays of the sun. You're protected by But God knew that when he was even going to put the sun where he, was, where he put it. God knew exactly what he was doing. And I want to tell you something. Get a hold of this. He's much bigger than we give him credit. He's much greater than our scientists. They don't want to believe him, so they cannot accept it. So they don't want to talk about him. And I promise you, if you send your kid to college, they'll definitely go against you. They don't want to hear it. I want our children to know what it means for the creation, to believe in the creation. Don't you want them to understand it? See, I've been taught that all my life. Dran, we've been taught that all of our life. But for some reason or other, they got so educated, they decided the kids don't need that. What they're doing is the enemy's getting in and wiping out that foundation. How many knows God's our foundation? He laid the foundations of the world. It says the firmament, he divided the waters, he makes the waters go up and down. And he called the firmament heaven and, and, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. Now's the first time you see earth with dry land. Listen to what I'm telling you. God didn't just say, there it is, and there it was. And we were waiting for man to, to, uh, to build something on it. No, God has formed every bit of it. God has designed it. And I don't know about you. I don't know if God, see, it's, the Bible talks about God just spoke the words, and they came, it came about. When God said, let there be light, it became light. Now listen to what I'm telling you. That doesn't mean God didn't right here get ready to form the earth and he went and raked his hand down there and he pushed the water over here and he pushed the mountains up here. I can see the hand of God doing it. You know, he, don't, he is so big and so awesome. He can sit on the top of this world and yet his desire is to live in our heart. Right here, he wants to live there. The God of all ages wants to live inside of you. He's made a way to live inside of you. You can't go anywhere that he can't go with you. You hear what I'm telling you? He loves you that much. It says, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and he, the gathering together of the waters, he called, the, he called he seas, and God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. And herb yielding seed, and the fruit 
tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Now, so many people takes that. I think they take it wrongly. I'm sorry, but I don't think God had to put down a seed and wait for it to grow. God made that tree, and he made the tree to be able to grow, and he made it to be able to pass seed onto seeds, and he, be, he made things to, to set in order. He set man in order. We are all children of Adam. How many knows that's true? You may not like it, and the scientists will tell you that's not true, but you're, you're related to everybody. Look up your family tree. It'll take you all kinds of different directions far as they can go but you'll find yourself that my grandma ball used to tell us we're related to George Washington's wife or somebody that didn't help us none wasn't no check came in the mail or nothing we probably got more blame than we got anything but he's saying here that he put down the uh a herb yielding seed. That's like vegetables. And it yields a seed. And it'll grow every year. And then it says, and the grass. He, bring, he brought forth the grass. He don't have to have anything. He can speak it and the grass grew. Get that in your mind. We don't have to go down here to the feed and seed and and get a big bucket of stuff, a bucket of manure to go with it to make sure it grows. God just put the grass there and it grew. And you either believe God can do this or you won't believe God. You're going to come short believing God somewhere because you're going to say it's too big for God. And the earth brought forth grass, herb yielding seed of his kind and yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw it was good in the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let the lights of the firmament of the heaven, uh, let there be lights of the firmament in the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament, in the sky, of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights and the great light to rule the day, the greater light, and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. Now, see, I look at it like God hung, God hung the planets in place. Did you know there are certain times of the year that everyone knows it gets darker earlier? And it gets daylight earlier. You know why? Because God's got everything lined up just the way it's supposed to be. Earth's not going to get too hot. It's not going to get too cold. I don't care what global warming says. And, and you can run your gas car all day long, and it is not going to make it any different. Okay? Because it's going to run till God says it's done. I mean, here's what I'm saying. You think God's nervous because we're, we're destroying the ozone? God made all things. When, when Lazarus died of a disease, whatever it was, he died. Did Jesus have to worry because, oh, well, I would bring him back, but I got to worry about what he was sick of. No, he brought him back because he spoke life and he came back out of the grave. 
He was healed when he came out. He probably, down the road, died again. Uh, who wants to die twice like that? But I want to tell you something. He, they, you know, what Jesus had to do is he had to speak those words to Martha. I am the resurrection and the life, and I'll show you that I am. It's really what he was getting ready to do. I got power to bring you back out of the grave. We got to believe that. Don't you believe that? See, we can talk about it. We can sing songs about it. We can be happy. We can do it. But I'll tell you the truth. When I go to stand before somebody and they're leaving this life, I almost envy them. They're going to be in the presence of God, especially when I know they're living for God. And you can feel God come get them. You can feel the presence of God around them. Because Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be right there with you. I've been there many times when I see God's presence all around. Only comfort you got is when you see God's presence in the room. Praise God. Don't tell me about my religion. Don't tell me about my doctrines. Don't tell me about anything that's going to shake when God comes to get me. Just tell me, praise God, I know he's here. My uncle used to say that. He's here, he's here, he's here. And I promise you, when he's here on your deathbed, you'll put your hands in the air, your eyes will begin to see something bigger than you ever saw and better than you ever thought. Because God is real. We have to grab a hold of faith. If we can't get a hold of the faith to believe, don't you understand the enemy? He is not, he don't want you to talk about the end time. He don't want you to warn people. He don't want you to have it in your, in your heart to say, I love them and I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want them to split hell open because they refuse to believe Jesus. I want them to believe the whole thing. But before we can tell them about what we believe, we got to believe it ourselves. And sometimes we need to go back to the beginning and start again. We have to make up our mind. We believe it was God that made all things. I don't know who I'm talking to, and I don't even know why this subject was brought up. But for some reason or another, I see them little kids. Matthew, I see them little kids, and I say, wait a minute. All my life I've been told, all my life I've been told, God is above it all. He made it all. He sees it all. He knows all. And he loves all. And if these little kids ain't told about the truth, how are they going to grab a hold of faith in God? Listen to me. It ain't joining a church. It ain't joining a religion. It's knowing that you're getting a hold of God and saying, God, I'm a sinner and I'm lost and I need you. And if you'll come to me and you'll accept me as your child, I'll be ready for heaven. I'll be your child and I'll be faithful to you. But you've got to believe that before you cry that from your heart. God, verse 17, and God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw it was good in the evening and morning. We're the fourth day. And God said, let the waters 
bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life and the fowl that may fly up above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. You know, I see that after his kind. And it, then I got this goofy show in my back of my mind that said, we, were, we all came from mermaids. And I said, what? How could it be after our kind if I came from a mermaid? It just doesn't add up. Can I tell you something? I don't care what the enemy puts inside the minds of these educated people, something's seriously wrong with their, what they're thinking. And I don't know if you've seen that program. I've seen it three or four times. And I, and I don't mean I sit and watch it, but when I see it, I think, what a bunch of garbage. Because it's junk. And it says, verse 22, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And even in the morning were the fifth day. So in the fifth day, what did he do? He made all the animals and the fish and, the, and not all the animals, but the, but the fish and the waters, and he made the uh, birds in the air to fly. But he's not done yet. Did you know everything's got its purpose? Every day had its purpose. If you want to really study these, look up each one of those words that's put there and you'll find out God had a purpose behind every single thing he wrote. God don't waste no time. He don't waste his words on stupid stuff. He just tells it like it happened. And he expects us to believe him and take a hold of it because he did it for you and I. Verse 24 says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts on the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw it was good. Now I'm just going to read one more verse. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon earth. How many knows God created it all? When he got it done, he created you and me. And he placed us in charge of it all. We had dominion over it all. Can I tell you something? There might have been deserts even at that time. But if they were there, they were there for a balance of what God was doing with the earth. See, God can make a mountain. He'll put a mountain and you can look off the mountain. There's a place out there coming off a bighorn. You can look off the mountain and you can see 75 miles that way. Because it's just flat as it can be when you get off the mountain. You know what? You guys know what I'm talking about. We're just out there. You can come off that mountain and you can see for a long way. Why did God make it that way? He put the mountain there 
got the water that comes through it. He's got it. He's got everything made where man can live in places. But he put the desert there. I don't know why. I can't tell you all the reasons. But I can tell you right now, our God knows how to balance it out. And they talk about our world and our galaxy traveling something like 290,000 miles an hour or something other. And I thought, that's just a way over my head. You know, anything past 75, I, I get a little shaky in the wheel. <laughs> but the real truth is, there's big numbers. And there are scientists to tell you all that's going on. I don't know what's going on. All I know is I can walk down the street. My equilibrium might get off a little bit, and I might fall down somewhere. I don't know what caused it. Maybe my, something in my balance of my head made me fall down. I don't know. But I know this. There's nothing going to happen to this earth that God don't allow it to happen. He made it all, and he's made it, and it's lasted all this time, Bill. And now we've come to the place, oh, well, we're just too smart. We don't even need God. And I like that joke what they told before. You go get your own dirt then. Somebody told about, I can make a man. And he said, give me some dirt. He said, oh, no, you go get your own dirt. <laughs> you know what? God's bigger than we give him credit. And our little children ain't too dumb to hear that. Let me tell you something. They ain't too innocent or ignorant to hear that. They're just as sharp as you was. And I can tell you right now, you watch them through this BBS, and I promise you, they will say things that even the teachers will be shocked that it come out of a little kid's mouth. Because there's a lot smarter than what I think, a lot smarter than what you think. They come up with stuff. Adam, I can't help it, but your son, <laughs> he dumbfounds me sometimes. And he is a very good kid. I ain't talking anything bad. He just comes, his mind goes. And I think, wait a minute, boy, come back back down here. <laughs> but I get tickled out because they are sharp. They're smart. We're out there trying to build a fire. And he come to his mother and he said, hey, I want you to pull it up. I got to know how to build a fire. And she said, I don't got no, I've got no bars out here. I can't get nothing. He said, Mom, don't give me excuses. I need this to be brought up. <laughs> you think they don't know stuff? They know. And Shirley told him about rubbing, somebody told him about rubbing sticks together and him and, him and Levi's over there just rubbing sticks as hard as they can. And they did it faithfully for a while. I felt sorry for I wanted to go over and give them a match, you know. But you know what? Kids know. They read what's going on. They see it. And the sad part sometimes is we turn them over to people that doesn't care about their heart or to, or to a, a system that is a world system that is out to capture their minds and to steal them from God. The devil don't care about your kids. When you have your little innocent children, and you bring them up and you look at them and you think how precious. They look a little bit like me. They act a little bit like me. They got mom and dad's traits and you're looking at them and think how precious, how special. How big is God to be able to do this? To bring this back. Then you get somebody 
trying to feed them poison. And it'll rile you up. I'm telling you, it'll rile you up. You almost want to take up arms and go fight somebody. But the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy this nation. And the way he does it is he stops us from believing God. He takes away the faith of parents saying, God made it all. God created it all. He spoke it into place. Praise God. Hebrews 3rd chapter, the 11th chapter, there's one verse I'm going to read. It says, 11.3, it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen, listen to this, things that which are seen, they were not made of the things which do appear. Oh man, that just blows scientists right out the door. You mean it ain't like I think it is? See, God can make it appear, look like one way, but the real truth is he knows behind it what it is. Just like you and I, we can appear to be Christian. We can appear to be godly. But God knows who we are. God knows what we understand. He knows what we know. And he's after us. He's after us. He's going to correct us because he loves us. Maria said this morning, he's after us to get a hold of the fact that you need to turn your faith to me. Quit worrying about how good you are at something and begin to understand I've got you in my hands. Psalm 33. This is supposed to be, I believe it's, they believe it's King David said it. Verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the depths in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. There's only one can write that. Only God can write that. He says there, he lays up the depths in storehouses. I think about the flood of Noah's day, and I begin to think, how could that much water cover the whole world? But God's got it in storage. Listen to me. God has separated it, and he can store it in the clouds till the day he wants to use it. He can reserve you and me. Whether you're lying to somebody about I'm living right or whether you're telling the truth, God will keep you one way or the other. And he'll bring you to judgment or he'll bring you to being ready to go home. You'll hear the call. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm not trying to, I want you to get a hold of God. Oh, God, help me believe. I love to feel the presence of God. I love it when the Spirit of God is flowing. It, it's, there's nothing more precious. It's like the presence of God. It's like when Peter said, it's good that we were here. 
he thought they should build a temple for those three, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. And God stopped him and said, oh, no. He stopped the whole conversation. Listen to my son. Not Moses and Elijah. Listen to my son. He's the only one worthy. Only one. Praise his name today. Get a hold of it. It's called faith in God. It's called faith in believing him. That's why that world is working so hard against our children. They're taking innocent minds and they're taking it away. And I can tell you, a lot of you have got grown kids that has never had this taught in school. That's how far deep it is. It's been going on for years. They're nice people. They don't believe in God either, but they're not trying to deny you. It's just that's what the, the heads above them tells them they need to do. But how many knows there's a spirit, an evil spirit, moving across this land? I loved it when we had little children. It was, I'd come home, I got a picture at home of all my kids. Mandy was laying on my lap. David was standing in front of me and Timmy was standing behind me. But the truth is, had all my little kids, they were just little innocent kids at that time. I love little kids. I told Shirley, I hope you have 10 of them. And I know, I don't have to have them, right? But as far as the children, I love them. Because I love it, I see them. But can I tell you, I also see the enemy after them. And all of a sudden, I realize I can't sit back and hold them in a, in a pocket and say they're mine. Devil can't have them. No. I've got to teach them to do right. I've got to show them what to believe, what to have faith in, what to trust in. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament Shows his handiwork. Isaiah 40. Verse 21. Have you not known. Listen to these first two verses. Have you not known. Have you not heard. Hath it not been told you from the beginning. Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth. That it is he that sits upon the circle of the earth. And the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretches out the heavens as a curtain and spread them out as a tent to dwell in. You know what that tells me? God put us in a place of protection. He made us that we have to have good air to breathe, good water to drink. He made us what we had to have to survive. He made it all. He also made a tree of life. But we lost that. There's blades put before it. No matter what Adam thought, he couldn't go back in. No matter what he, what he ever did, him and Eve couldn't. They could stand at the garden and look in, maybe, but they could not go back in. Why? Because they would live if they hated the tree of life. And they're not allowed to eat of the tree of life. They lost their reward of having the tree of life. Now listen to what I'm telling you, because I'm trying to tell you this. you got to hold on to God. 
you got to get a hold of him, and you got to ignore what the enemy is telling you. And it's a lot of times comes through good people. Sometimes it comes through your very own family. But you have to make up your mind, I'm going to believe God. God has written enough. God has done enough. God has blessed you. I listened to Ben's testimony a bunch of times, Ben, when you talk about I was in gone to war and I had I wasn't living for God, but God watched over me and I got hurt. And all the men that went with went over in his group, he didn't get to go with, and a big percentage of them died. Because God didn't want him, he wanted him to see the day that he would come to God. He had a plan for his life. God's got a plan for your life. He's still reaching out to you and me. Becky, come on back up. Jeremiah 10 says this, verse 12. He hath made the earth by his power. Now I want you to listen to the, there's three or four things that he mentions here. He says he made the earth by his power. He established the world by his wisdom. He stretched out the heavens by his discretion. That means how he saw it. That means how he intended it for it to be. His discretion. And then he goes on to say, when he uttered his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the end of the earth, and he makes lightning with rain and brings forth a wind out of his treasures. Apostle Paul stood on Mars Hill. Listen to me. Apostle Paul stood on Mars Hill. This is during the time of the gospel. He stood on there in verse 24. He told them about, he passed by and saw the, the uh, false god they had up to the unknown god whom you ignorantly worship. Him, Paul says, I'm going to declare him to you. And he says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands. I praise God that his presence comes in there. But can I tell you something? He comes to be with you and me. He'd have come to be with these, these buildings. That ain't what he's after. He's after you and me. He goes on to say, Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. God don't need the scientists. God don't need nobody to correct things. God don't need nobody to figure it out for him. Seeing he gives to all life and breath and all things. And he hath made one, listen to this, one blood all nations of men. For to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord if happily they may feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. And on down there he said, 
talking about their false gods. And then he said, and the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now, listen, but now he commands all men everywhere to repent. He commands it all. God says, I have brought man back. I can take it to where he can be in a relationship with me. But it's only been done through my son and the price he paid at Calvary for you and I. Years ago, he'd wink at our ignorance. He's not winking at ignorance today. The gospel's going out all across these nations. And I believe it's there. And I can't tell you when God's coming back. But I believe the signs are there. The signs of the times, they're everywhere. God sees every heart. And he's bidding for you to come. You know, years ago when I was young, we never had, we never had no cell phones. We had no cell phones. We didn't have TVs that, you know, I can remember when it was black and white, most of it, you know. And it went off about 1130 at night. Some colorful thing. Uh, NBC's, what was it? Peacock. Yeah, the Peacock. And they would, they would sign off. About 1130, 12 o'clock, they'd sign off. And you know what that meant? Go to bed. <laughs> now we got 24-hour, and we got trash on TV. Yep. I mean, the commercials embarrass me. It's, it's hard to watch commercials anymore. I, I, I look at Charles and what were they talking about? He said, I have no idea. And they'll go through the whole commercial, and they're just going back and forth, and you're looking at them like, what are they talking about? I have no idea. They talk in code or something. I don't know what they're doing. But we're living in a, a strange time. But when I was young, you never had all those things. Our playing was go outside and make, make something to do. Uh, climb trees, climb on top of houses. Uh, we played, we played uh, hide-and-go-seek climbing telephone poles in the city. They'll never see me up here. <laughs> That's the truth. We did a lot of crazy stuff, but we made up our own games. Now they got entertainment for everything you want to do. Let me tell you something. That don't change who God is, and that don't change who the, what the devil's plan is. Devil was after us then, and he's after yours now. And all of the increase of the worldly things is just giving him more lead way in. Some of you have no idea what your children are doing when you're not with them. Some of you have no, I don't know why I'm saying, but be careful. Watch them close. They have access, they have a mind. And they have been lured just like you have. And they will fall to it. Because every one of us is subject to fall. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm trying to tell you. You have to make up your mind to believe God. Put him first in your life. Everybody stand if you will. This is going back to basics. It's going back to the beginning. 
I don't want to continue talking in the book of Revelation and not remember that a lot of them don't have the foundation of the starting of things. For God that made all things to send his only begotten son, and it was the plan from the beginning that his son would come down, submit himself to being in a body like you and me so he could go without sin and die on a cross. It wasn't fair. They did it wrong. We was reading the other night. It was wrong. They shouldn't have arrested him at night. They shouldn't have held court at night. People woke up the next day and had no idea that Jesus is already heading to the cross. Why? Because it was done illegally. Enemy don't play fair. You toy with him, look out. But Jesus had an appointment. He had an appointment. He knew it when he came into this world. He came. John said, Behold the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. I don't know what John saw, but he saw Jesus coming. He knew he was God's Lamb, and he would take away the sin of the world. Fall in love with him while you have opportunity to fall in love. Find him in your life. Grab a hold of him. Put him ahead of everybody else. I love my wife, but can I tell you, I got to live for Jesus. If I don't, I'm no good to her. Praise God. If you need to pray, you come. This door's open to anyone that knows they're not ready. If you need Jesus, you need to come to him today. Don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you did. Don't let the problems of this life, anybody got any problems? Don't let the problems of this life take your mind off of what we're talking about today because we need to keep our faith in God. We need to keep our faith in God. My wife's got it on our, on our uh, wallpaper. She had it on her wallpaper. Have faith in God all the way around the you can't go into the bathroom and be in there long, but you ain't going to read it all the way around the whole wall. Praise God. You come while they sing. Though man may strive to go beyond the reef of space to travel
many times you go to a nursing home and you will find people that are sick in mind a lot of times they will bring them in to have a little service Randy and him goes pretty regular and can I tell you something been many many times Randy I've seen them they, they didn't hardly know where they was at but you'd start singing them songs about God and it would get quiet at first and then before you know it, they're moving their mouth with you, singing those songs. You know what it tells me? I don't know where their mind's at now, but somewhere back there, the gospel was put into their heart. And when it comes to a surface, they remember. They begin to sing. Can't hardly remember their kids. Can't hardly remember who they are. But them gospel songs will start coming in through their mind. And they'll begin to sing them. God knows how to deliver us. You know what? If time lasts, we'll all end up in a little room somewhere. Preach this at Linda's mother's funeral. All came down to one little room. She'd had family. She'd had kids that loved her. She had things, but when it come down to the end, she was in one little room. Couldn't even get the family in the room hardly. Let me tell you something, you need God more than you need anything in this life. Listen to what I'm telling you, you need God. What you think you need now, that's so important, won't seem so important later. We need him. Our elders know. That's why it's so important that we stay close to each other. Young people, that's why it's so important you stay close to your parents and your elders. Love them while you have them. I know Ryan probably misses his mother every day. You miss them when they're gone. I don't want my dad or my mother to come back like they was, but I miss them every day. I could talk to them every day. Used to go down to the cemetery and I would sit in my car and I would talk to both of them. Maybe you think that's crazy, but I believe they're alive and well because I think they're with Jesus. And if he hears it, maybe he'll pass it on to them don't know but I'm looking forward to being with them again 
what would this life be if this is all it was? Don't you understand the great grace of God and the great gift of God to give us life again? To give us eternal life? We have a hope. The world don't see it. They won't see it. Not until they come to him. Then he begins to open your eyes. And he begins to guide your heart to love like you should love. And to have compassion like Jesus had. Jesus even said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You say, well, that was his call. Our call will come. Our call, our days are coming. For decisions we have to make. Forks in the road. But we have to choose to serve God. I'm not looking for a big crowd at the altar, if you think I am. I'm looking to get a hold of your, your mind and your heart and to turn you to trust in God. Read your own Bible. Read it for yourself. I think this is written to little children can read it. I don't think it's that complicated. And as long as it's written that way, God wrote it for everyone in this room. But it'll take you wanting it and desiring it. I want to know who he is. I didn't know anything the night I got saved. I was just under 14 years old. I can remember going home thinking, I don't, I've never read the Bible. I've never really, I'd hear all the stories in Sunday school, but I didn't really read the Bible. And I didn't understand where the stories were and why. But God had a purpose for writing everything. And now it's like I ain't got enough time to fill my faith with them. But they're there. I thank you for your patience today.